in guys because it's time for another episode of Outwatch a survivor rewatch podcast where we recap react and rewatch old legacy seasons of survivor uh my name's Alex I'm your host and guide as always and I'm joined by three of my friends who are taking in these seasons of survivor for the very first time uh we are nearing the conclusion we're in the stretch run of Survivor Season 33, Millennials versus Gen X, where, if you've been listening along, hopefully you have, the titular Millennial tribe and Gen X tribe have gone head-to-head until the merge, and now are finding the lines being blurred. Um, so we are on episode 11 of this season, About to Have a Rumble, is the title of this episode. <laughs> And we will be taking uh, the larger points of the episode, breaking it down beat by beat, and reacting to all the big happenings of this episode. And it is a big one. This, as far as Survivor's concerned, you know, you get a little bit of everything. You've got the emotion. You've got the odd, um, questionable gameplay. You've got some really interesting gameplay moves, you know. Uh, a lot to break down in this episode. And so let's get right to that. But before we start, um, you ought to meet the rest of the podcast. So first, uh, Adam, welcome to Outwatch. Good to be here. Uh, For me, at least, the highlight of this episode is probably Ken's um, testing of Will. Um, Will is is ready to jump ship, to flip-flop. And in order for Ken to accept Will into this voting block or trust cluster, Ken feels the the need to test him, make sure that he's a man of his word and all that, um, which creates a lot of chaos. And we will certainly get to that. But, you know, I, I've been thinking we've been in this podcast for a long time recently. You know, you guys referred to this as more of a trust cluster than an alliance, which was really hard for me to hear personally. Um, <laughs> And so I think that in the vein of Ken, it's time that I I test you and and test your character. So I've I've got some questions here that the Internet says will reveal a lot about your character. Well, then it's going to be true. All right. Internet said so. So, Adam, here I am. We're on the beach. You know, you're like, hey, vote with me. And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm Ken now. So, Adam, (laughs) What is the lines? The lines between your Ken and Tony impressions yeah, like, are pretty good. Yeah. I thought you were Tony. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> uh, Adam. What is the question that people ask you the most often? Just, just curious. You know, what is the question that people ask me the most often? Yeah. Uh, what do you do? I, <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, no, it's probably something along the lines of, uh, what were you thinking? Or <laughs> Emily looks like she has an answer. 
Um, hi, how can I buy your coffee? Can I buy it online? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the that is the correct answer. Because I hear him actually. answering that question on the phone like five times a day. Mm. It's a great question. So, you're, you know, hardworking, career focused man here is what this is yeah, revealing. Totally. Sure. <laughs> uh, Adam, if something breaks in your house, what's the first thing you do? Get on YouTube. Wow. All right. So you, you really uh, look look to the the folks who have done the work for you. Or oh, no, you assumed I was out. looking up the problem. I'm, <laughs> I was going to ignore the problem. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, the, I feel like my character test has been successful. <laughs> Learned a lot by these hard hitting questions. <laughs> Emily, welcome to Outwatch. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, you know, Emily, who knows you the best? It's Adam. <laughs> uh, yeah. What is your most treasured memory from childhood? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The, um, I'm sure I have lots of those. The internet says this, this is a very intimate and revealing multiple. question. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Listen, I'm just going to tell you the first thing that comes into my head. Please. And, and it is when I got my Hello Kitty stuffed animal. Wow. <laughs> Isn't it a stuffed person? No, no. Hello Kitty is just a little girl. I don't get into the semantics. <laughs> I'm not that hardcore. I was a little I was a little kid. I liked cats. This was a cat stuffed animal. <laughs> and uh started a lifelong love of Hello Kitty. Mm. Fair enough. So I don't know what that says about me, Alex, but it, it proves that you're a very loyal person, Emily. Okay. Wow. Answer with Hello Kitty then. <laughs> right, right. If Hello Kitty, then <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Scott, welcome to Outwatch. Hello. Scott, you know, I just gotta ask, what would your friends oh, no. say about you? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully good things. Probably that I'm a little bit out there. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm very awkward. Maybe awkward would be a word used. <laughs> You know, we are Scott's friends. We could. Yeah. What do you guys think? <laughs> we could approve of, of that answer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say Scott's a little awkward when you get to know him. Great guy. <laughs> that's a very, that's a very fair assessment. I think. <laughs> so Scott, what, what's the ritual that helps calm you down? Oh my goodness. Um, I don't really have one. Uh, probably like, uh, like going on a run or something and then like taking mm. a shower. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> that wasn't a good answer. <laughs> what, is that, what does that say about me? <laughs> uh, you know, I think that reveals to me that when you're stressed out, you just, you're the type of person that I run from my problems. You run from your problems. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that oh you guys surely have heard this question right where they you ask like um all right you see a bear in the woods you're on a hike and you see a bear what do you do 
And like the way you answer that is supposed to like be it's supposed to reveal how you deal with problems, right? Have you heard this? I yeah. It's like stupid. Emily looked baffled by it, so I don't think she No, no, I was thinking it was really funny because we're going uh we're not camping this weekend, but we're going to like a national forest Uh to go hiking. And one thing that ran through my head last night as I was falling asleep was I wonder if they have bears there. And if they do, I forget what you're supposed to do when you see a bear. I need to look that up. Yeah. Get right your handy bear spray and spray that stuff. <laughs> I told Emily that there were bear? bears. There were, there were brown bears and black bears and polar bears and koala bears, panda bears. Sun bears. Back from Coca-Cola for the polar bears. <laughs> the polar bears. Yeah. That's why it matters what kind. Right. <laughs> if it's a... If it's a sea bear, then if you wear your <laughs> hat in a goofy fashion uh, and and make your anti sea bear circle, then that should protect you. Okay, that's good to know. <laughs> this became a really essential conversation for survival. Yeah. Can we start a podcast that's just Nickelodeon is greater than Disney, and we just talk about Nickelodeon shows? No. I mean. I've pitched SpongeBob's SpongePod Squarecast <laughs> number of times. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned for our spinoff pod. Yeah. SpongePod <laughs> Squarecast. I'm here for mm-hmm. it. All right. Well, what do you say we get into this episode of Survivor? Um, we'll take a little trip down to Tree Mail and break down the main beats of this episode. What do you say? Let's do it. Yes. I do want to say you guys have, have passed my character test. You can be in my alliance. Oh, good. Still, still in my trust cluster. All right. Well, it's fine. <laughs> so if you recall, if you're if you're listening to this podcast as a, uh, a sister podcast to your viewing of this, this season, you would remember that the last thing that happened um, right in this previous episode was the Crazy rock draw tribal. That's the last thing we saw before we hop into this one where just as is bumped out by the rock. We get back to camp and Hannah feels responsible for Jess going home since she was the reason that rocks were drawn. And Zeke is feeling really confident with his new group of five that they can run with the numbers and run the game from here. Shortly afterwards, Ken receives the legacy advantage from Jess. Remember that if he still has this at final six, then it will be enacted and it'll do something. Next, we've got the loved ones visit. Who's ready for some love? That's my Jeff Probst loved ones visit impersonation. Very good. Uh, Very sweet emotional moments. Lots of. Players are still in the game at this point, so you get to see lots of loved ones for better or for worse. Um, And Adam, in his emotional moment, says that he's not going to use the reward steal to steal someone else's loved one visit. What a nice thing to do. The reward challenge is following a train of rope for barbecue with your loved ones. Jay wins this in a landslide and then in classic Survivor fashion gets to choose three more people and their loved ones to join. And he brings along Will, Sunday, and Adam. Because Adam is joined by his loved one, uh, his brother Evan updates Adam on their mom. And then later, Adam gives Jay that reward steal that he vowed not to use for the loved one's visit. 
After all this goes down, we find out that Will wants to flip on Zeke and his group and really start playing the game for himself. He's very dramatic in the way that he explains this. At the immunity challenge, we've got this game where you've got to hold the handles and keep a rod stuck in between the handles. Really hard to explain. You got to watch it. Uh, but Adam wins this one. Big, big week for Adam. Back at camp, Zeke sniffs that something is off and he instead flips the target from David to Ken, perhaps fearing that David has an idol that he'll play. But Ken won't just work with just anyone. He has to test Will, who then tells Ken that they're planning on voting for him. And then Ken tells Jay that he knows that they're voting for him and all hell breaks loose. Uh, at Tribal, you've got two groups of four with Will solidly in the middle as the swing vote. Everybody pitches their case to Will. The spotlight is on him. Um, and after the votes are cast, Adam plays his crotch idol for Hannah, which blocks four votes. Uh, not the, the majority. the euphemism I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> he had it in his crotch. It was the only place it would fit. Uh, and Adam's, vo Adam's idol blocks four votes. Um, which wouldn't have been enough to knock Hannah out, but is still a solid number of votes to block. Will decides to side with David, meaning that the idol didn't really, you know, wasn't necessary. And instead, Zeke gets five votes. And Zeke, power player at the beginning of this episode, is eliminated from the game after the flip from Will. Big episode here. Like I said, we've got a lot of different stuff going on. Um, but of course, the headline of this episode is Zeke, one of the most powerful, most well-regarded players to this point, is eliminated. And Scott, that means you are down to only two tribe members remaining. Yes. Would, would you care to um, give us your thoughts on Zeke and his game, maybe what he did wrong here um, and what... He, you enjoyed about his game before its downfall. Um, so I really, I've always enjoyed watching Zeke play the game. Um, he's been kind of at the center of most of the action throughout the whole season. Um, very good social player, underrated physical threat. I feel like, yeah. Um, and he's kind of had his his mark was made throughout basically most of the season. He kind of started out low in a really bad spot, but kind of grinded his way kind of made moves and hustled and he got himself to basically be in the most powerful player in the game. Um, I don't know that he did anything wrong. Um, I think with most of these cases, the only wrong thing is assuming that you're, you're in a good spot and survivor. Right. Um, so because of that, I mean, otherwise, um, I don't know what else he really could have done at yeah. this point, but you know, great player. Sadie's gone. My team is really screwed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that does leave Scott down to just Ken and Hannah with the removal of Zeke here, already facing an uphill climb to get back into the fantasy survivor top dog position. Yes. Uh, the rest of uh, you, Adam and Emily, do you have any thoughts on Zeke's exit here? Um, I mean... We, we all like Zeke as a player. We all thought that he was a really smart player. It's probably good that they got rid of him finally, uh, just because he was so close to just running that game. And if he's sitting in the final with you, it's going to be hard to compete with why you should win over him. I 
I, there was something that Emily and I were kind of talking about where in this episode, especially after that pretty awful tribal, um, like really good television tribal, but like can't imagine how it is to experience that tribal. Yeah. Uh, afterwards, he's he's really kind of gloaty and not in like a way that is villainous or anything like everything worked out for him. So yeah. like, he's happy for that. But he does start to come across as sort of evil geniusy. Mm-hmm. And something that we kind of realized is most people still in the game have a reason why it's so interesting for them to win as like a storyline or like mm-hmm. a, a story arc perspective. Yeah. I mean, Adam has been his his mom has cancer. David is uh, afraid of everything and has overcome that. Hannah's really neurotic. I don't know about yeah. Ken. Ken's just I, well, I'm Ken surprised he's still about, there. Ken talks about his daughter too. He right? talks about his daughter uh-huh. in this. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah. um Sunday's like and Sunday's amazing. The fact that she's even still in this game. Jay has been fighting for so long, mm-hmm. uh, where he from behind uh Will's 18 and like the fact that he has a real shot at winning this. So like everyone has yeah. this like sort of reason for playing and fighting, and Zeke is just kind of really good at the game. Yeah, and that's his whole thing. Uh which is no reason for like, oh, well, he shouldn't win just because he's good. He doesn't have a reason to win. And us living in the future, we know more about Zeke. We know more about what he's dealt with. Um, yeah. You know, there, there, there definitely is that. It's just not something that's come up in the game. But because we don't have that, some of the things he does have started to look more villainous than they really probably are. Sure. So, and, you know, and that's just like, that's a conversation about like the editing of survivor and yeah, not totally about Zeke or anything. Yeah. And I actually, cause we just watched this and uh, I didn't get to finish really my thoughts on that either because no. our cola guard commercial ended and it came back on. <laughs> came back on. Um, but I was going to say, I think that's something I particularly noticed in this episode is that we're really pushing the storylines um, I know that we'll probably talk about it, but they had a loved one's visit and it was just so drawn out and like, which is fine. Like I honestly got a little bit, I didn't cry, but I got a little teared up looking at Adam's response to it because we know mm-hmm. like what he's going through. And I think seeing these people connecting with their family members is very powerful, but then Jeff's coming in like, tell us more about your story. Like, yeah. Kind of ruining it for yeah, me. I was like, can you sure. just let it happen? Yeah. <laughs> so I just feel like they're really trying I don't know, maybe that's too critical, but they they just seem to really be pushing the storyline. But it also made me think, like, is Survivor a game? Like, how do you choose who you want to win? I think about, like, back in the day with American Idol, they always, like, gave background stories on people who were competing and, like, oh, man, this would mean everything to them. Also, they're very talented, but also I want them to win because of their personal story. And yeah, I don't know uh-huh. if that's necessarily something that we focus on in Survivor. Like, yeah, I mean, it is, but I don't know if it's as important mm-hmm. that I've noticed in the seasons that we've watched. It's, yeah. it's, I would say like, it's not something that we, especially on this podcast, really talk about. Um, I mean, like we talk about the storylines, but we don't like give it merit for why they should win. I just don't feel like they've really, yeah. Like, obviously we know some stuff about the um, contestants, but I don't feel like they really push that as like, well, this person really needs to win Survivor. They really need the money. Right. Sure. It's a lot more about how you play the game. Yeah. And I think that that does have a place like in Survivor, right? Like there's it's not uncommon at all, right? For somebody to say, man, we can't let this player get to the end because 
their like life and story is such that it's going to be really easy for someone to vote to give them a million dollars. Right. Because Mm -hmm. for those reasons, right. Because they, yeah, have had like a hard life or because they've overcome a lot or X, Y, Z. Right. In the same way that you find other people say like, you know what, maybe even if it's not in the show, it can be like an other material and sometimes it is in the show right of like i'm gonna take the like famous person to the end because they're clearly rich and like they don't need the money and it's gonna be easier for me to beat them right or Mm -hmm. i'm gonna take the doctor to the end for that same reason right but that is like a really interesting point right and that what makes survivor i think i've probably said this before but one of my favorite things if not my favorite thing about it is the way that there is no like there's no metric that decides the winner other than who gets the most votes of the other players, right? Like it's not, and they get to choose whatever parameters they want for that. Yeah. Um, Mm. And sometimes I'm sure that, you know, especially the human side of that, right? Like you can say like, I want to vote for the player who played the best game, but like if they suck, you're probably not going to vote for them because you don't want to give them a million dollars. Right. And you could also argue that like, if you, play a great strategic game but suck to people that that's not actually playing a good game right it's all a part of the game so anyway mm-hmm. um yeah that, that's like a really interesting conversation and i think that the season two with um as heavy as the storytelling is um i think that's what makes one of this this like a strong season is that they do a good job of telling the individual stories like that that definitely like plays a larger role i think in how we um like see and interpret the players than in other seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not saying too, like, that's just, I'm not saying like it should be one way or the other. I just thought that, that was interesting. Cause I don't mm-hmm. like, I, I see it more in the season, but it's not always a constant. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, it's, it's used as like a storytelling component. I, I think more so than like a necessarily a commentary on like, well, this is why this person should win. Like what yeah. you were saying, like what other shows do like, this right. is more just like, this is who they are. This is like getting inside their head and like how they play this yeah. game. Like that's, you know, and, and so it's, yeah, it, it's more like origin story than it yeah. is, you know? Yeah. That is something I do appreciate about survivor. But mm-hmm. Yeah. Go on, go on, I Scott. I'm oh, sorry. I was, I was going to say, like, I wonder how much of it was just like coincidental or like if like for this season, if they have something they were looking for mm-hmm. versus like previous seasons, like it was like survivor Amazon, like, I'm not to say that there weren't like good people in the season, but like a lot of them, I didn't really care to know more about. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Cause they just seemed like no offense, like not the best people, but <laughs> or right. like, you know, Johnny Fairplay, like I don't want to know more about Johnny Fairplay, but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. if it's like something like a shift in casting or if it just the yeah. season worked out that way or what? Well, do we, do we see a shift in, I mean, cause we've only seen like five seasons or whatever it is mm-hmm. on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, Emily and I only ever watch like early, early seasons. So I wonder if there's a shift in this around the time that they start shifting to uh, theme seasons as opposed to like destination seasons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just wonder if it's a, just a, a taste that people have for and, and yeah, as reality what TV they want to see on TV evolved yeah. and all that. Yeah. This like this storytelling doesn't have anything to do with millennials versus Gen X. Yeah. Great really. point. Yeah. Like yeah. we I thought about that too because they had like an aerial shot of one of the challenges and it, on the sand it said millennials versus Gen X. I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. 
Yeah, such is the way of themed Survivor seasons. It's very heavy for the first quarter of the season, and then it just becomes Survivor. Right. Which I think is good. Yeah, and I think, like, to the casting point, too, I think that you're right in that it is, like, a shift in how maybe reality TV as a whole is cast. I don't know. I don't really watch other reality TV shows, but at least in this one, yeah, like, you look at the early, and especially, like, the mid-seasons, actually, where it's, like, Okay, everybody on this season is like hot, <laughs> right? <laughs> or like, uh, or they're hot, or they're like the ex Navy, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like the very yeah. archetypal uh, reality show cast people. But yeah, I think that there is a shift to um, casting people who are more like, I don't know, like down to earth is maybe the wrong word, right? But like that you can see yourself in, you know, and. I think that this season does a great job of that. I think like Adam and Hannah, especially are for a lot of players are people that they like, yeah, can see themselves as, you know, as like the super fans who are like giddy about being there. You know, it's like you can put yourself in their shoes really easily. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, long story short, Zeke, um, I think plays like one of the strongest games of, like a non-winner that we see. Um, I think that if, and, and like for as much as sometimes Jeff like creates stories that aren't there one, I think that his tribal council banter, this episode is really on point and that they talk a lot about how it's kind of like a damned if you do damned if you don't situation, right? Whereas if you go big, you make big moves um, you give people a reason to vote for you at the end. You really risk getting voted out. But if you don't and you get to the end, you haven't done anything and nobody votes for you to win. Right. It's like the mm-hmm. the tightrope act of playing Survivor. And I think that Zeke, if anything, swung too hard into the making big moves, getting um, seen as a winner threat. Um, and that's why he's voted out. I was going to ask, is there like something to like peaking too early in like this, like survivor? Like, yeah. Like, is it possible to like kind of take it easy and then like really go for it? Like at this point in the game and really win? Yeah, for sure. I, and I think again, in like more modern seasons, that is like a more common thing sometimes to the extreme such that it makes the whole season kind of feel like a wash because it's like, Oh, well this person did nothing until the last X number of episodes. and they won um that's like an extreme circumstances right but i do think that that's like definitely like a a huge strategy that is proved successful right is like turning it on at the right moment not too early but not too late yeah yeah and maybe you know to that point for zeke he just turned it on one or two votes too early Mm mm-hmm Okay, so let's let's talk about some of the other big things that happen um, in this episode. I think something that this this came up from Ken after Jess gives him the legacy advantage. He talks about the power of genuine relationships in the game. He says that the reason that he's received this from Jess is because they had like a real authentic relationship. And that like causes her to want to reward him or, you know. To give him this and that's kind of along the same lines of what we were talking about um but i wondered what that 
sort of philosophy. Um, what you think about that in terms of Survivor? Um, yeah, like the strategic gameplay implications of actual, real, quote unquote, real relationships. Um, yeah, Emily, I don't know if you caught that or if you had a reaction to that. Um, yeah, I definitely think that's very particular to Ken. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, that's like number one priority for him. But I think it's true. Like you definitely see that when push comes to shove. Like even at the end of this episode, when Will is kind of trying to figure out what he's going to do. Yeah. And Jay is like, you know, <laughs> this really weird back and forth at tribal, like each side trying to advocate for why will should join them and jay eventually was just like listen will like i've been real with you this whole time and you just need to do what you're going to do yeah and that really you could tell that really meant a lot to will Mm -hmm. so i I think you see that over and over and even in the way that like jay picked who would go on the reward the reward with him like his first uh picks were people that he had made promises to at the beginning but people he had played the game with the whole time right so i think you need to i don't know i'm not gonna obviously this is what we do on this podcast is talk about strategy but i think those things are really important but they can't be the only thing that you have Mm -hmm. because you do have to rely sometimes on shaking it up and just making quick decisions with Mm -hmm. other people in your trust cluster what is it trust cluster (laughs) yeah Yeah. I, i was gonna say i think this is really what delineates like alliances voting blocks and trust clusters where like can approach this as like Okay, Will's joining our alliance. Yeah. Yeah, which was so... Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, like, I don't think point. that was what anyone's intention was. I think it was just, like, hey, Will, like, you want to make a move, we'll make a move with you. Yep. And as long as our interests, you know, the voting block, as long as our interests still align, like, we're here for that. But, like, I, I don't think anyone was sitting there, like, yeah, Will's in our alliance now. Yeah. And Ken definitely was, like, oh, well, if he's going to be in our alliance, then I have to know I can trust him. And it's, like, no, you, you need to trust him for one vote, dude. Yeah, like, that's, and then believe that he's not on your side anymore. That's fine. That's a great point. Like Ken is as old school as survivor players in, you know, the thirties get in, in that thinking. He's like looking for a life partner and everyone's looking for a fling. There you, go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause he's like, all right, well, let's go on a date. Let's talk yeah. about who you are as a person. And yeah. If we can be together forever. Well, it's like, I just want to do Jaeger bombs at the bar, dude. <laughs> so where do you see yourself in five votes? Yeah. <laughs> Not with you. <laughs> what do your friends say about you, Will? <laughs> dude. It comes full circle from that from that scene to or that sequence. Will has some freaking wild confessionals and that he like, uh, I don't know. It's like he I get that. I bet that when you're out there playing Survivor and you're someone like Will, who to this point in the show has been pretty under the radar, right? Maybe other than Sunday, probably the most under the radar of the players left, right? I bet that even though you, you know, you aren't watching the show as it's going on, that you probably have the sense like I'm probably getting buried right now based on like the questions that are asked at tribal and then confessional and this sort of thing. I wonder if this is the episode where Will's like, 
I'm getting buried, so I need to do something about it. So he shows up to confessionals and and does things like saying, Ken, who talks so much about being noble and honorable, thinks that he is going to bury my game? It's like, what is going on with this kid? Where did this come from? So I made the connection in this episode that he reminds me a lot of Adam Driver. Oh, specifically in the Star Wars movies, <laughs> dude. I totally see that. Yeah, that's good. There's like some similarities. He's got that really deep voice. And in this one, he's really angsty. So but you need a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. He totally does have those vibes yeah, in this episode. I could see it. When does this episode or when does this season air? 2013. So Will's older than us. No way. Yes. Yeah. No. He's 18 and 2013. That's wrong. That's wrong. It's not 2013. Oh, no, it's like 2016. Right. Right. I'm sorry. How old are you, Adam? <laughs> I forgot how old I am. Also, it aired in 2016. So. Oh. I was wrong. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were like 22, we were 23. Or something 20, like 21, that. 2021, something like that. Yeah, okay. Never mind. We were 24. Yeah. I think I was like 23. No, 2016. I was still thinking 2013. I know. I told you wrong the first time. <laughs> Just out here doxing ourselves on the podcast. Uh, Man, we're old as shit. Oh, man. Soon we're going to be on the Gen X tribe. Holy crap. <laughs> Get when off they, my lawn. When damn. they do Survivor season 44 and it's millennials versus Zoomers. <laughs> and us millennials are like, these Zoomers think that they've got the world handed to them. <laughs> anyway. All right. So we've got a loved one's visit. Um, somebody mentioned earlier on, I think it was you, Emily, about how Jeff tends to ruin these moments. This is something that's well documented. <laughs> no. And that like, yeah, every, you know, somebody comes out, they give him a hug, they're crying, they're reconnecting. And Jeff's like, well, what's it like to have a mom? <laughs> it's even like the soft voice. I was like, get out of here. You're he tries to give us context and it's like, dog, we're in the middle of an episode of Survivor. We know the context. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Are you happy right now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was with Jay. He was like, had his arm around his sister or something. And Jeff was like, you know, I really see you just pulling her clothes. Tell me what she means to you. Yeah. Like, we can see it, Jeff. Yeah. 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 He's this not good a- at this part. <laughs> Like they should just because because Jeff is bad at this, this feel and there's nine people that this is happening to. Mm-hmm. It feels like it goes on for so long. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, like I think this is an interesting thing to like talk about, but like give each person like a little like talking headpiece where they're just like, this is what this yeah. person means to me. Interesting. Kind of like overcut that with right. like them meeting and be done with it. Yeah. Like, we don't need Jeff giving his commentary before giving a question. Yeah. And like with the, this is a good loved ones visit, I think, all all told, right? Like there's a lot of like strong connecting like emotional moments. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they all happen and you're like, I don't care about any of this. But because they've like invested in these people as people, 
you like do care, but even still it drags <laughs> because there's so many, but you also can't be like, well, we don't actually really need to see Sunday's husband. So we'll cut that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but that's the thing is they cut like Will and Will's mom didn't get asked a question. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They did. Cut the very last ones, they were probably like, ran out of time. So, so it was like the weirdest thing that like everyone gets a question, but then like, and also the 18 year old and his mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they did very well. The reward. So, right. I don't know. It makes yeah yeah and his just his he kept using like the, his usage of the word love just really was like bothering that me the whole time love race toward love i was like Come get this some love <laughs> yeah it's 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 pretty bad <laughs> yeah it's like he's trying to like find words to commentate like basic human experience (laughs) we get it because we're humans like i'm not saying i didn't enjoy this like this was a very touching undercut it well yeah and that's the thing because sunday's answer to whatever question it was that jeff gave or jeff asked was something along the lines of like you're always with people but you don't you feel alone Mm -hmm. and like it is such an interesting thing to say, but the fact that it's coming after Jeff gives this really freaking awkward question yeah. completely undercuts this moment. Yeah. Yeah. And if like, it's just a talking headpiece where she says this, that feels way less weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about some of these loved ones. <laughs> okay. I thought you were going to change the subject. No, <laughs> like, Alex and as quickly as Jeff moved. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Alex. <laughs> This is, I think, a, a fun opportunity to um, maybe not do a full power ranking of these loved ones, but instead, you know, talk about some of the high points um, from some of these people and their their loved ones and the the moments that were shared or just like the the individuals in general who are the loved ones that when they come out, you're like, oh, this is fun or they're funny or whatever. Um, Adam, would you care to go first? Were there any specifically noteworthy uh, loved ones or loved ones interactions? Um, I mean, so Adam and his brother obviously is a big one, right? That's one that, like, I mean that that like starts to got that started to get to me, and like Mm -hmm. Emily mentioned too, like that that was one that like really kind of got to yeah us as viewers. That's just like a, a really emotional moment, and we all like you know it going into it, yeah. Um, like that's gonna be a big one. Uh Hannah's mom crying. Love that. Yeah. While Hannah is like comforting her. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> great moment. Uh Brett's dad. I really wish we had gotten more of Brett's dad. Yeah. I like I because because up until I was it last episode, two episodes ago that we learned that Brett was gay. Mm-hmm. And like I'm I'm so interested in this man because like he was so like loving and beautiful and like we have no reason to believe he's not because brett's loving and beautiful sure. <laughs> but like it's it's so it, i just like i don't know i love them in particular too mm-hmm. uh yeah i think those are my top three yeah off the dome yeah with adam too like you knew that they, they really like built to it right like any time that you know, like when Will's mom comes out or like anytime somebody talks about a mom, like they cut to Adam and he like loses it. Right. Yeah. It was, Adam was like broken before like anybody even came out. Like yeah. as soon as he realized it was a loved one's visit, like. Yeah. Both this episode and the next one have like some really uh, hard hitting, like emotional storylines that like really do genuinely like get me um, this like 
loved ones visit and the like stuff with Adam and his brother and then stuff next episode too. I, I just like is, is really powerful. And like, I think is about as good as like emotional survivor storytelling gets, but. Well, I, this is such an interesting contrast too, between seeing uh, Johnny Fairplay and Pearl Islands play. Yeah. The, How's mom card thing. That's great. Uh, Anna or whatever it is. And, and as like this attempt to like, try to gain points in the game versus like Adam who's genuinely concerned about his mom. And like, I don't know. I just kept thinking about those moments because these are really like similar moments. If you just think about them, like in terms of what's being said or like the, the, the topic. Yeah. But like, yeah, there's just like, there's something so different about it with Adam because, because you know, it's real first of all, but Uh yeah. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, that's a super interesting point. Like to contrast this loved one's visit, which is another top tier one with the Pearl Islands one, which is arguably the best one for that reason. (laughs) And that they're completely on the opposite sides of the spectrum. Yeah. Uh, Emily, were there any particular loved ones or interactions that were enjoyable for you? Uh, yeah, I second everything that Adam said. I really loved Hannah's mom. Um, not only when they came out and Hannah's mom was like, oh my gosh, and Hannah yeah. was comforting her, but then during the challenge, she was just being like such a mom and uh-huh. like, up and cheering and like, yeah, yeah, like it was really cute. And then well, she hugged Jay's sister like after yeah, Jay won, which I thought yeah, was really she seems cool. like a like... really nice lady. Um, I really liked uh, Zeke and his dad. Yeah, too. Uh-huh. That was good. They seemed really excited to see each other and you could tell it was really nice yeah zeke's dad says like about zeke like he's my hero which oh man that's awesome what a cool thing for a dad to say about his son i dig that uh scott any ones that really stuck out to you um not that hasn't already been said obviously like adam was the big one um I, i also really liked zeke's dad just knowing like everything that is since that we've since found out about like Zeke's story and everything like mm-hmm. for his like say that knowing this knowing what I know now but seeing it in that moment it was it, like really was good for yeah. me yeah um off topic it was kind of goes back to Adam but like it's not so like I don't know I it's kind of like I don't want to say twisted but like when he's struggling in the underneath the log he's like stuck and he goes yeah. I'm sorry Evan yeah I like couldn't help but laugh. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I know. Just... I think like it was so genuine, but to watch it, it's kind of like it's okay. I think his brother even was kind of like it's okay, Adam. Like yeah. just like keep going, keep yeah. moving. Well, and it was such like a it was such a comical moment. Like, yeah, uh-huh. you got stuck yeah. on the like, <laughs> like this little turtle on his back. Like yeah, like I was like picturing. What if they cut back and like Adam was still like stuck under the log, even though the competition was over or something but i don't know like that part like made me laugh but it's kind of off topic but yeah i I was laughing at that part yeah appropriately or not (laughs) i've got to draw attention also to uh david's dad um Mm. named doug Uh, i thought that was a funny conversation and the way that yeah like david so clearly admires his dad um that was a really fun and heartwarming thing. Also, Ken's brother looks like Schmidt from New Girl. Yeah. <laughs> it looks exactly like Schmidt from New Girl. 
And they're oh, who was it that said that? Was it Hannah? Yeah, Hannah was like, God, they're both so handsome. Hannah's <laughs> <laughs> like the biggest crush on Ken. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's another little wonderful under the radar storyline. <laughs> yeah, I think those are the the high points. Um, and I the the thing that follows this, right? Of course, like um Adam's brother shares the news with him about um, effectively, they've taken their mom off of treatment because she wasn't like responding well to it, but she's been doing better since she's been off treatment. Right. And there's this moment then um, afterwards where Adam gives Jay the reward steal um, like as a thank you. Right. Or like a show of goodwill for Jay choosing Adam to go on the reward because for the reason that Adam said, I'm not going to use the reward steal on the reward. Right. Um, and Jay recognizing that that's like a thing that he totally could have done. And that almost like rewarding his honorable decision to do that. Right. Um, I love the rivalry slash like mutual respect between Jay and Adam that has kind of been brewing and is really starting to like hit the surface in this episode. It's one of my like favorite storylines of this season um i wanted to hear y'all's take on this like interaction and this relationship too as it really sort of starts to take center stage um yeah scott was there what's your your take on this relationship in the game yeah it's it's interesting because like they've kind of butted heads throughout the throughout the season Mm -hmm. um and I don't know. Like, I don't want to like, I've, so I've watched the next episode already and I feel like this relationship further gets like teased out more in the next episode. So uh-huh. I don't want to like try not to like spoil anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is, it is kind of funny. Cause like they both clearly are like, like frenemies. Like they're yeah. like, they are clearly like not aligned, but also they kind of are. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's I've, like, I mean, I'm trying to think of like a, an example from like storytelling that it reminds me of, of these two people who are almost like forced to be at odds and that who like are enemies, but yet there's like this camaraderie through their like shared experience. And also like through like the respect they gain for one another in going after one another, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's like I'm having a really hard time like describing what I'm trying to say, but yeah, but I think you understand. (laughs) Yeah, totally. It's like the epic movie Hobbs and Shaw. Mm, Hobbs and Shaw. I actually didn't watch the movie, but do do you guys know what he's talking about? Because I don't. I don't. I haven't seen the movie, but I do know it. I understand. Isn't that like a Fast and Furious spinoff? Yeah, rock in it. It's Dwayne the Rock Johnson and uh, Jason Statham. So is Adam the Rock or Jason Statham? I think he's Jason Statham. I think that feels right. Which would make Jay the Rock. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that feels right. Hey, hey, Alex. Yeah. Can you smell what the Rock's cooking? <laughs> it's high quality story content. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, Emily, what what was your take on this scene um, where, yeah, Jay and Adam kind of like 
bond and Jay expresses his like respect for Adam, despite his, um, you know, rivalry with him. And, and also like the choice of Adam, you know, giving up the reward steal in this moment. Yeah. Um, I really liked when Jay finally picked Adam to go on the reward because he was just kind of like, he just was honest about it. He's like, listen, we have butted heads this whole time, but I really respect what you did here. And like, it was just a very genuine moment, which I really appreciated, especially thinking through their history too. Yeah. I think and Taylor were just like, I think I said this in a previous episode, but they were just kind of like bullies mm-hmm. to Adam. Mm-hmm. And they reminded me of like very immature high schoolers yeah. <laughs> in that. Uh-huh. And I really hated that. And so it's nice to see Jay after, you know, so Taylor leaves and Jay's kind of like screwed and he's managed to stay in this game and kind of like find a place for himself again that mm-hmm. he's you know, reaching out to people and not being a jerk. <laughs> Feels like he's gone through like a mini growth as a player, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I think Jay's like a really interesting, like we've talked about him all season, right? But this like gets to the heart of why he's such an interesting character is that he like has, I don't know, like this dichotomy to him where he is like kind of like an arrogant kind of immature you know like brash sort of guy but also like he has like clearly a code (laughs) or if for lack of a better term right like he cares about you know yeah like adam doing this honorable thing he talks um yeah we didn't even really talk about his loved one's visit with his sister which was touching too but like yeah he talks about how much he cares about his sister and his mom and like that he's playing for them, which almost like is at odds with, you know, the surfer bro persona. Right. And yeah, it's like this interesting character dichotomy that we're presented with. Mm-hmm. So after this whole thing, really, it's Will and Ken the rest of the way. Um, this is like the moment where there's the scene, right, where um, like everybody else on Zeke's alliance has gone out of the camp and will you know like very dramatically like looks at dave and he's like it's zeke tonight's the night very adam (laughs) driver-esque um and will ultimately he gets to make the deciding vote right he gets to choose to take out like a major threat um yeah i wondered like what your thoughts on will and his gameplay at this point are right. He has been under the radar to this point, but as we talked about before, maybe it's a matter of putting the foot on the gas at the exact right moment. Um, Yeah. Adam, what did you think about Will's play in this episode? Um, Yeah. I mean, here, the the thing about will is I, I don't think he's played a bad game. I don't think he's played a particularly great game. I think he's, he's just played like, a fine game of survivor um him and jay have definitely been involved in making some bigger plays i don't know how the way that the show gets edited it makes it seem like it's more jay's idea than will's mm-hmm. um, so his argument about you know oh I, I i my name gets tagged on to these other people's plays and it's not his like i think that's a fair argument um the problem 
the problem you face is at the end of this tribal because because what happens in this tribal is Adam doesn't know where Will is. I mean, the whole point of this tribal is Will's like, I don't know, I could go either way. Right. Like, sway me. Um, and so since Adam doesn't know, since no one knows, Adam makes the smart move to play an idol mm-hmm. on Hannah, which would block all the votes. And mm-hmm. if Will voted with uh, the opposite tribe, then like you swung the power. Yeah. It also means that Adam gets the credit for removing Zeke from the game. Yeah. And so Will's whole thing was, I want to like have my name on something, which means he needed to make it known to the other tribe, the other group of people. Hey, I'm voting for Zeke. Zeke is leaving tonight. And it's because of my vote. Like that needs to be so clear to the people walking in there. They're like, okay, yeah, cool. We got numbers. We don't need to do anything crazy. So Will like, unfortunately loses the opportunity to put his name on this vote, even though he votes for Zeke because no one really knows where he's at. And I I don't know, like I, that kind of sucks for Will, but I think it's just sort of a, if he hadn't gone all psycho girlfriend and done, like, (laughs) uh, I don't know if that's the right term. It just felt right. If he hadn't gone all psycho girlfriend and like gone after Ken, like, you know, I can't believe you do this to me. Like yada, yada, yada. Who preaches about honor. Yeah. It was so rash in that moment that it was like, dude, calm down. Yeah. Yeah. He did this. He blew up your game. Doesn't matter. You were going to turn on your tribe anyway or your alliance anyway. That's just what it is. They just know now. Yeah. And that's just what it comes down to. Like, and yeah. So it's like, it's one of those things that it was a smart move to make on his part if he wants to get his name on something big. He didn't play it right though. Mm-hmm. Ultimately. So. Yeah. Yeah, we have to talk more about the Will and Ken stuff because it's so wild. But I was going to make that same point, too, that like the whole the whole thesis of what Will was trying to do here was to put to make his big move. And like, even though by like the numbers, Adam's idol didn't necessarily it wasn't necessary. Mm -mm. It he effectively stole the big move from Will by playing his idol. Right. Because now what do you think about? You think about like, wow. an idol was played, which blocked four votes, making it so that no matter what Will chose, it was going to be Zeke. Right. And so like yeah. his whole thing, which was to you said it already, but he wanted to go in here making a big move. And, you know, everyone was like, all right, cool, go for it. And then Adam was basically like, nope, actually, this is my move <laughs> by yeah. uh, by playing the idol. Well, and like what we know, unless Will says something, what we know is four people voted for Hannah, just like we thought was going to happen. Yep. Three people voted for Zeke, just like we thought was going to happen. And there's two unread votes. We know one of those is Zeke. We don't know what the other one is. It's five for Zeke. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's like we know, but mm-hmm. like on the island, you don't know. So unless Will is like, hey, I voted for Zeke. Well, no one knows that Will even made a move here. Yeah, I think that just to clarify, I think that by rule, the only votes that would be left unread are votes um, like for the person who's going home. You know what I'm saying? So like if there's any unread votes, they're for the person who's eliminated. Gotcha. That makes sense. I didn't think so. Yeah, that's like a good thought otherwise. Yeah, for like me watching it, I, I didn't realize that he had voted for Zeke. Mm-hmm. Uh, until like when they show all the votes and everything yeah. so 
So even like watching it back, like I I had I couldn't tell. I didn't know. Um, so it, obviously nobody else would know either who was actually there. Yeah. Yeah, the suspense point is no longer all right. Did Will vote for Zeker or uh, Hannah? It's oh, did they vote for him? Were the votes on Hannah? All right, they were. So it mm-hmm. doesn't matter who you voted for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's break down this whole weird Zeke or not Zeke, uh, Will and Ken situation, which is <laughs> so so wild <laughs> uh, and entertaining for me. But, you know, just to, like, break this down more concretely, what basically happens is Ken finds out that Will is interested in voting with them against Zeke. And then, like we alluded to, Ken needs to test Will. So he, like, goes, I don't know, like, muscle hunting or something with him and, like, asks him prodding questions about himself, you know, to, like, get Will to reveal his character. And then uh, Will, like, I assume as, like, a show of, like, no, look, you can trust me, says, like, well, they're planning on voting for you. And mm-hmm. Ken's like, oh, really? Apparently everyone's voting for me. And so then Ken goes to everyone else, or he goes to Jay and's like, hey, Will just said that you're voting for me. <laughs> and he's like, what the hell's going on? And, you know, then they, like, pull Will in. And so there's this like group discussion now where like everybody is lying to one another and revealing everyone's secrets. It's just so weird. <laughs> uh, Honestly, what the actual heck was <laughs> planned? I like I don't. I truly don't even understand what he was getting at. What's here. the no. test? How do, you pass? How do you pass the test? I don't get it. Like, right, and why would you do that? Because your name is on the line. So yeah. if Will is like, oh, just kidding, and goes back and votes you out, like, why did you say anything? Exactly. <laughs> That's the question. No, it is the question, but I don't even know, like, what was Ken thinking was going to happen? Like, I don't, I don't have a guess. And it, he had to test him he just he won't work with just anyone i was just so confused because like at this point like you've been on a you've been on an island with this guy for like 30 something days yeah like you you should know a little bit about him right at this point (laughs) well he's never been in his alliance so he's never had a reason to this is true this goes back (laughs) to the framing of like is it an alliance or a trust Mm, cluster true true but yeah, I'm like, I was very perplexed as well. How about it? <laughs> it's hilarious. Like, it's so, it's so dumb. <laughs> well, and so they're out, like, doing this barnacle muscle, whatever, scraping on yeah, the rock. Yeah. And there's that uh, talking head with Will, and he's like, working with Ken is like having your nails being pulled out of your fingers. <laughs> and toes. Yeah. I was like, hey, don't talk about my man Ken like that. Like, uh-huh. he's a genuine guy. And then he goes and does this. I'm like, you know what? Well, you were right. Like, what is he? What is he on about? And the thing is, like, Ken could go to Jay, and he could say something along the lines of, "Hey, like, I heard my name's being floated around," and just see what happens. But he like straight up just blows up Will's spot. Oh, for sure, for sure. 
it makes so little sense. Like it's not even, it's not a fact finding mission. You're not like, well, you're not doing anything. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And also you make your, like he went back and told his Alliance what was happening and you could see on their face, they were all rolling their eyes, yeah. like making eyebrows. I was like, okay, so Ken, not only have you ruined this vote, but now your Alliance doesn't trust you to make good decisions. Yeah. Yeah. That, that scene we didn't mention until just now, but when he comes back, like the faces of Adam and David and Hannah, who are just like, wait, time out. <laughs> you did what? <laughs> just well, let's remember that Adam, Hannah, and who else was it? David. David are the ones who are like, hey, just take a beat. Like, calm down. Yeah. Like, what is he? Ken is supposed to be of, of the four people. You would think that Ken is probably the most, yeah, like, steady mm-hmm. from what we've seen from these players. No, <sighs> not this time. It's just so funny to me. <laughs> like, and then, you know, you, yeah, you put yourself in the place of a David or an Adam or a Hannah who are like, all right, we're good. We've got the five. Here we go. And then you find out that that Ken has just gone and basically been like, yeah, I got Will to tell me that it was that it, they're voting for me. So I told everybody else that he told me that they're voting for me. And now he's probably not going to vote with us anymore. You're just like, wait, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Why did you do any of this? The, the confidence that he says with like, oh yeah, I'm testing him. So yeah. I told Jay. And like, just like so much confidence. Like, yeah. oh yeah, it's really clever. Hold on. And it's like, what are you talking about? There's no punchline to this. This makes no sense. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it, it's got to be wildly frustrating to, to try and play with him. But you're right. Like to this point, we're given like, you know, no indication that he's, we know that he's kind of like uh I don't know. This is the most Matthew Von Ertfeldt thing that he's done so far. And it, it makes the comp very, uh, very potent. Um, okay. We talked about tribal council and the way that they were, um, kind of both making cases to will. We talked about how Jay's pitch felt the most compelling and, and will seem to, um, resonate with it, but ultimately he doesn't vote with Jay. He votes against them. um, and we talked about how Adam effectively steals this move with his idol. Um, I think maybe I, I have a feeling, at least Adam, what you think about this. But did what was y'all's take on Adam deciding to use the idol at this point? Again, not actually a quote unquote correct usage because it didn't block the most amount of votes. Um, but Adam, earlier you said that it was the smart thing to do. Um, so yeah, what, what's your, um, thought process behind giving it that label? Yeah. I mean, when, when you're choosing to use your idol on someone else, like, especially in this case where you just don't know, I, this was a tough call for sure. Um, cause I mean, you know, that Ken's name has been thrown out there and you know, they scrambled because like the way everyone reacted, like Ken's name was clearly the one on the chopping block. Hannah, for whatever reason, feels really confident. It's her. Mm-hmm. No she reason. always knows she's, she's called like, it every time really good and and you have no reason to think that like it's not going to david so like you have you have two really reasonable places to put the idol and you have a third that's like with ken that's kind of like yeah i don't know maybe you should put it there so i think i mean it's a good play because he put it the place where it needed to go like if he had put it on david it would have been like unfortunate but like i get the move 
but he put it where it needed to go. So it's like, it's a good move to make. It's no, it's not as smart as David's um, idol play from like way earlier in the season uh-huh. to save Jessica. But I, I think it's a good play. And like, we've been talking, like we know there are four people, there are four people and then there's Will. And you don't know anything. You don't know that Will's going to vote with you. Like, especially now that he's been like slighted by Ken and like whatever. So what what you have a really reasonable reason to think that oh will's not going to vote with us will's going to vote against us so we need to protect the person who doesn't or who's going to get voted for Mm -hmm. so i think at the end of the day like it is a really smart play just outright just not even thinking about any of the consequences but the other thing you did is your play is the thing that got zeke out of the game Mm -hmm. so it's kind of this double whammy in that like you protected someone close to you you swung the numbers in your favor quote unquote um We'll put an asterisk next to that because who knows what's happening with Will. Uh, and you got rid of who is probably the most powerful person in the game. That's everything you can hope for in an idol play. Sure. And you yeah. walked in with immunity. Yeah, like, true. He, he walked in the safest person in there. And he made the and he made the play that he needed to make. So, like. I don't know, I, I I'm a I'm, I'm a fan of this play from a purely like resume building perspective. Obviously, it would be nice to hang on to an idol until, like, you know, you absolutely have to. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I, I just think it's a, it, it was a good play on Adam's part. I don't, I don't think it's as good as David's play earlier in the season, but yeah, I think it's a good use of an idol. Scott, are you on board with this idol play? I was, I was like on the edge of my seat. I was like, oh dang, hopefully yeah. he gets it right. Um, and then he did. So like, I, I'm. Kind of like with Adam, like I, I think this season has swung me like from like using the idol just to like save yourself. But I think it, I feel like if you can get it right, I feel like it it means more if you can save somebody and swing power. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's kind of like we saw that earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. I think with uh, David's play, and then obviously this one too. Like it didn't wind up being like a big deal, but also like it it was. It could have been, especially because yeah, he was unsure with you know where will was going to be mm-hmm. i was a big fan um and i was even like i was really like i hope that they don't all vote for ken because otherwise yeah. this is going to be a flop but yeah that's the risky run but yeah i liked it i thought it was good cool anything else from this episode uh i guess a, a good question to ask here is uh so will is the focal point of this episode is in that classic swing vote spot. Um, and even though the, the, I don't know, the move isn't attributed to him like he would want, he still finds himself in the spot of having been, you know, the swing vote most recently. What do you think Will's game has in store for him after this kind of like coming out party of an episode? Um, Emily, what do you think about Will's chances moving forward in the immediate future? That's a great question because that that was what I was wondering when we ended the episode is like, okay, what does he even do at this point? Yeah. Cause I know like, I'm sure he'll still be focused on trying to get more control in the game instead of just following. But I don't know if he just needs to kind of like try and lay low or if he really needs to keep trying to get a big move at this point. I don't yeah. know. I don't have a good answer. 
I'd love to hear from others because that's what I was wondering about. Like, how do you fix that? <laughs> yeah. His issue right now is he he kind of left an alliance and didn't really join the other one. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I think his biggest issue right now is he doesn't have like he's technically a free agent. He's technically a swing voter. But like that won't take you to the final. Like you need a core. And so he needs to like and especially now with Zeke gone, like the leader of an alliance, like you have an opportunity to kind of rebuild an alliance of some kind. That's you know more centered around what you want. If if you can find people to follow you, I guess. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know. This is such a weird play. And we, and like for normally we would have seen this next episode by now, but we haven't actually seen this episode. So like, I I honestly have no idea what's happening yeah. next. There we go. Maybe we should do one-offs. <laughs> Build the tension. All right. Anything else from this episode that we ought to touch before we move on to our participation trophies and fantasy survivor? It's always no. I should just stop asking. Sometimes it's Sometimes yes. we get really in our feelings and have to talk about them. I guess yeah. so. Not okay. today. Okay, so let's let's start with participation trophies as we're wont to do. Um, Adam, going into this episode, you had the slimmest of leads over the Avocado Notos tribe, so you can award your first participation trophy if you'd like. Uh, I think I'm going to give mine to Jay, actually. Okay, why is that? Um, I, I feel pretty confident that the other person I'd like to give a participation trophy will get one, so um, I really like Jay's... Uh, giving Adam the reward in this one. Uh, I think that it was really a good move on his part. It was like this moment of like playing the game with honor of sorts, I guess, where Adam wasn't his favorite person and could have easily given this to, you know, Zeke or Brett, but you know, he, he saw that Adam did the honorable thing. And even though they've had their differences, he knew how much this meant to Adam. So he gave it to him. And I thought that was, it's a very humanizing thing mm-hmm. in this rivalry that up until this point was, I mean, it was, it was like good TV, but annoying. So, sure. <laughs> so I, yeah, I just, I, I, I liked Jay's game this time. And I, I think he genuine, he was very genuine in the uh, tribal conversation about Will where, I mean, he didn't view Will as someone that he was dragging along. He viewed Will as an equal and an equal participant in the game. And yeah. I like that pick. Emily, what about you? I also like that pick, but I'll go with Adam just because I think I mentioned this when we were watching the episode, but you know, he has that first loved ones visit. And then from then on, I just see him like he talks about like, okay, I really need to be focused now. And I think you see that like he was, he really won that challenge. Yeah. Like again, hard to explain the challenge. Basically you're trying to hold this pole. Yes. In the air and everyone's keeps slipping, but Adam doesn't slip like at all because he's so focused. And then just the moves that he makes at tribal. I think he just really got in the swing of things. Yeah. We didn't really talk about any of the challenges this episode. They're both kind of uh, not the most noteworthy, I suppose. No, no. The reward challenge looked exhausting. There was and, sand yeah. in people's faces. And then uh, the immunity was just a... Uh, Another iteration of every immunity challenge. <laughs> <laughs> just an endurance challenge. So. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I'll talk about. Uh, recently, it was this week. Hannah um, posted on her Instagram story. It was like, um, "What's 2020 been like?" And it was the clip from the immunity challenge a few episodes ago, where she was like, "Jeff, I'll tell you where it hurts. It hurts everywhere <laughs> in my legs, <laughs> in my face, in, <laughs> in my head." <laughs> It's really, pretty good. It's pretty yeah. funny. Uh, Scott, who gets your participation trophy? Uh, I was gonna give mine to Adam. I know that that may be like low hanging fruit, but I thought he had a really good episode um, for all the reasons stated. Scott, um, Mr. Chalk, Mr. Chalk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I man, I think. I think I'm inclined to do Adam as well. Um, you know what? Actually, now that I think about it, I think that um, Ken really deserves the participation trophy because he learned so much about the character of Will through his testing. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like the idea. We, we, we've we've changed it from MVP to participation trophy. So like the reflect. person, the person shouldn't have to do well in the episode. Yeah. Get one. <laughs> We maybe next season we could give an MVP and also a participation trophy. I think that could I be like fun yeah. for the, the winner and just somebody else who did something. We should acknowledge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Adam gets mine. I think that again, playing this idol, relatively agreed upon though it didn't block the most votes, is a really smart play. He wins an immunity. Um, he gets to gain some favor from Jay, and yeah, ultimately gets his name attributed to a move um, and keeps it from being attributed to someone else. So good week for Adam. Let's move on to our fantasy survivor scoring coming into this episode. uh, Adam's apple squares tribe had a 15 point lead over the avocado, no toast tribe. And those point totals will I can I need to format my spreadsheet better because I always confuse myself <laughs> with uh, where the numbers are. I think it's my like blacking out boxes of people who are eliminated and I should probably just leave them blank. Anyway, you hiding them. Oh, I'm not good enough with Excel to do that. I yeah. can... <laughs> you, you hover, you, you select the row and then you right click and then you hide row. It's good to well, know. Hide their names because I need those. Yeah, I'll hide the name. Maybe I'll just hide all. Anyway, we'll, we'll figure, we it figure out. this out for next season. I did for the next episode because I already entered the scores in the way that I figured out to make it so you couldn't see it without deleting it or like just covering it all blank was to make it one point font. So that you don't you don't spoil yourself. <laughs> I scrolled I scrolled over to the point totals and I was like, what's happening? Well, Why can't I see anything? Yeah, it'll spoil what happens next episode. So that, yeah. Anyway, just don't just don't pay that much attention to the next rows. Uh, this <laughs> this episode, um, the point totals effectively stay the same with Adam's Apple Squares tribe pulling in 30 points, as does the Avocado Notos tribe. Scott's Motor Morons tribe loses a member and pulls in only 20, which makes the score at at this point 615 for Adam's Apple Squares, 600 even for the Avocado No Toast tribe, and 490 for Scott's Motor Morons tribe. This is not even fair. 
Uh, <laughs> and, and losing another member, Scott, you're down to two. Adam's also only down to two. Emily still has uh, four members of the tribe remaining. Um, yeah, Adam held on to the lead after getting a big week from Adam, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily, I, I ask basically a version of this question every time, but with the the lead in remaining players, um, are you optimistic about the way that this the rest of this season could go for you? Well, I have a lot of people. So statistically, <laughs> perhaps I have the winner. But Perhaps. also, Adam has two people and he's winning. And Scott has two people and he's unfortunately over 100 points behind. <laughs> so I don't think anything means anything. Nothing <laughs> means nothing. Yeah. You're so close to me. And I don't like how many people you have. <laughs> Things are very close. W- worth pointing out, though, Emily, with your tribe, we've got um, this episode, both Brett and Sunday and Jay all vote incorrectly. Um, yeah. Will was with that group, but swung over to the other side for this vote. Um, and so losing those points really does hurt. You imagine if they vote correctly, you are in the lead now. Mm. Um, yeah. And strong plays again from Adam and, and David this week. Thanks, Will. Thanks so much. <laughs> No, if they voted correctly, then Will would have voted incorrectly, right? So that just would have been a 10 point. I guess that's true. No, yeah. if Will had just stayed in line, <laughs> oh, true, not true. Saying, then Scott and I would have been doing better. I guess yeah. that's true. J- Sunday yeah. Jay and Br- Brett couldn't have voted correctly if Will didn't vote correctly. So. Yeah, see? Yeah, you're right. You're right. I know. All right. Will. <laughs> uh, well, that ought to just about do it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Outwatch, a Survivor Rewatch podcast. We're in the home stretch of things here. We've got just one more episode before our season 33 finale. Can you believe that we've made it this far, guys? There's so many people left. I never thought we would. I can't I can't believe we're this close to a finale with nine eight like people a in the game. Amazon cast here. <laughs> Literally half of the Amazon cast. You're right. Is yeah. still in the game. It's wild. It is a double boot episode next week, so we'll trim the fat a little bit, but it's a six person finale. Um, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the rest of the way um, and check out our listener support page. The link to that is in the description of this episode. If you want to throw a few bucks our way, that'd go a long way in helping us to continue to produce this content, uh, namely to sponsor our CBS All Access subscription. Um, And again, please send us your questions, uh, your feedback to outwatchpodcast at gmail.com. Next time on Outwatch, we will move into the penultimate episode of this season titled Slayed the Survivor Dragon. Wow. How intriguing we'll see you next time